Night time in the forests in Luxembourg's north. When the inhabitants of Clairvaux and Vianden turn off their lights, go to bed in search of restorative sleep, the forests are dark and foxes, owls and bats sharpen their senses. Their eyes are used to hunting prey in the dark, their movements adapted to the black that surrounds them, the only source of light being stars and the moon. These nocturnal animals, though, have a major problem. For decades the night sky has become brighter and brighter. Even in the north of the country, the less industrialized area of Luxembourg. Last year the nature park Ur concluded a pilot project to reduce light pollution. On local matters, we had Laurent Spithofel on our microphone yesterday, leader of the EU-funded project Nightlight. He explained us the impact of light pollution for the nature and animals in particular. You can listen to this interview again on aracityradio.com. Today we continue this week's series on light pollution and our guest is Daniel Gliedner. Daniel Gliedner is Lighting Consultant for the Nature Park Ur. Hi, Daniel Gliedner. So you are definitely the first lighting consultant I've met in my life. I've never heard of this profession. So what does a lighting consultant do exactly? What does a lighting consultant do? Well, that's quite, um, it's quite vast domain. So um, not only I do work in energy, I do in work in energy efficiency, but I do also have to have a deep knowledge of photometry, about um, medicine, health, impact on, uh, on the biology, on the nature, on uh, animals, on uh, plants, and so on. So it's a very vast domain, though. Yes. Okay, and how have you gotten this job? So what has your path been so far? That's pure coincidence. So uh, 30 years ago, I just uh, uh, after I left school, I started a job at AEG Lichttechnik in Germany, a German lighting fixtures manufacturer. So that's how I got somehow into it. And then after all, I always intended to enlarge my horizont. And by that, uh, I got some more deeper information about the technologies of energy efficiency, of energy distribution. And um, I have even been responsible at CREOS, which is the network operator here in Luxembourg, uh, for public lighting for nearly 10 years. And then, um, yeah, somehow I had the opportunity to switch to Naturpark Ur, which I do for two and a half years now. And so I help with good advices to all the citizens here in Luxembourg whenever they would like to know something, anything about lighting. But why is lighting something so interesting for you? I mean, you dedicate your whole career to light. Why? <laughs> Why? Because um, light, mo most people that uh, light is something very simple. And the more light you have, the more easier your life is or the more secure you feel. That's completely not the case. Light is transmitting a lot of information. It's transmitting information to your glands. It's uh, producing hormones. And um, whenever you have that impact on a being, on human being, or whatever organism, you are playing with as uh, biorhythmus. So we have a circadian rhythmus that we uh, have developed over thousands of years, and anybody, any organism needs to switch between light and non-light, or day and night. 
And uh, for about now 150 years, humans have discovered artificial light. And so we have a huge impact on our world with our light. So that means not only animals suffer from too much light in the night, but humans too? Of course, yes. Um, if you have an example with a lot of blue light, for example, your tablet, TV set, whatever, mobile phone, you influence the production of melatonin. So if you have a blue screen, the melatonin will not be produced and you will not be tired. So I, 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 I tour through uh, schools, for example, and sometimes I ask children, when is their nighttime? And I have a lot of children that have trouble uh, to sleep just because of the misuse of tablets. So they are um, using their tablets until one, two or three o'clock in the night and they can't sleep anymore. That's just due to the fact of a blue light impact on their glands. In the nature park or in this project Nightlight, you were involved there as a lighting consultant. So what have you achieved in your work there? Oh, what I have achieved? I have uh, achieved the very first street lighting here in Luxembourg, which is switched out. Normally, so it's just switched on whenever there's something moving, a car or a cycle or pedestrian coming. So then we are switching on the lights, otherwise it's off. So um, it's just a small street, it's 250 meters, it's 10 lighting points. I'm experiencing with it for about a year now, I have no complaints. And um, the energy consumption of that whole lighting for the whole year is about the equivalent of five liters of heating fuel. So that's little, I imagine. That's very, very, very little, yes. We have about one hour of operation during one night instead of uh, 4,200s in a year. So imagine, just compare 365 hours to 4,200. And if we talk about individuals, what can I, what can my neighbor, what can my colleagues and my family do to improve lighting? Is there anything you can do on an individual scale? Yes, well, everyone can have an impact. Um, You have to use warmer lights because um, LED lighting had turned a lot into the blue, into really glare, and people think that LED lighting is something uh, evil, but it's just uh, the wrong choice of the temperature color. And we call that a temperature color. The deeper it is, let's say 3000 Kelvin or less, the warmer it is. And whenever you uh, see a LED fixture, which is really emitting glaring light and blinding you, it's about five, six thousand Kelvin. And um, you have to take care whenever you uh, buy a light, uh, which, uh, which power you have or which uh, temperature color you have or what the orientation is. I see a lot of lights that are uh, orientated upward or orientated to the neighbor. We don't need that nowadays. The lighting technology is farther than, than that. How about other countries? Are there any countries in Europe that you would say they are a good example that do it better than Luxembourg? Oh, absolutely. There's Slovenia, there's France, there's Germany. Um, let's take France, for example. Um, there are more than 36,000 uh, city councils in France and more than a third, more than 13,000 are switching off their lights during the night. Yeah, It's just switching off and there are no complaints, there's no ways in communality, no whatever. But do you think this is because they are aware of light pollution or is it because... I suppose that in France it's also a, a topic of energy and costs. 
and cost reducing. But on the other hand, as I said, there are no complaints. I've talked to different French mayors and they all say, no, we just uh, have done some sensitization, we switched off and nobody complained. And as I said, no rise in criminality. Okay, so that means that we can do something and let's hope that your work and your achievements go beyond Nature Park Ur in the future. Thank you, Daniel Gliedner. There was Daniel Gliedner on our microphone on Local Matters. Daniel Gliedner is a lighting consultant for the Nature Park Ur in Luxembourg's north. On Local Matters this week we talk about light pollution. So tune in again tomorrow for our third and last interview of this series. <laughs>